Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back into another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Today, we're going to discuss Auburn football again, because just feel like I have to. We've talked about Auburn a lot on this podcast, and more than what I like to. But we're going to have to discuss Auburn football, and we're going to discuss Nebraska football. We talked about in our college football week three reactions, but we have to talk about both. We have talked about more than I've wanted to, but we're going to talk about Auburn football, Auburn fans, and Nebraska again. So welcome in. Uh, hit the like button, subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Follow me at Coach underscore Steve72 on Twitter. Follow it, rate it wherever you get your podcast. Follow and rate it on iTunes and Apple goes a long way. Um, also check out the Belly Up Media Network at BellyUpSports.com. Check out all the podcast blogs and everything there. There's stuff there not just sports related. Stuff there for everybody. So bellyupsports.com to check out the Belly Up Media Network. So we already talked about Auburn. Uh, they had the big loss to Penn State. Um, that was a game that everybody had circled on their schedule. If you were talking about any type of college football and Auburn. We already talked about Brian Harson. We talked about the stuff he had to go through um, with his offseason. He fired his offense coordinator. Coach Mason leaves and goes to Oklahoma State. Um, That raises some red flags when you're looking at a culture standpoint of it's one thing to fire offensive coordinator because we've seen it a couple times. Um, Even after one year, it's unusual for one year, but you've seen it. It's another when one leaves, especially when you're considering is Oklahoma State a better spot than Auburn? And people are going to sit here and tell you, no, it's not. Um, Auburn is the better program. Um, that could be debatable, but I think you we all could agree that maybe it is. 
but it could have just been they did not get along very well. That's very possible to sit here and say that oh, they just just didn't get along, and that's okay. That is perfectly okay. Um, but the stuff that Brian Harson has gone through, also when the boosters are calling for him to be fired after one year, after you just fired Coach Malzahn and now he's off to UCF, but you just fired him and you're paying him a lot of money to leave. And so they wanted him gone saying, well, the players are saying he talks to the players a certain way um, and everything else. And some of that I just call coaching. Uh, you know, some of these players, you know, coaching and correction is not criticism. And I just think that maybe some of those players were, you know, you can call them soft, you can call them whatever. And that's why the players were leaving, and that's why this was happening. And some of this could be true. But for boosters to come out and want to fire him, um, just says a lot about them, even. And it makes you wonder, um, what did Gus go through with those boosters? It makes you all wonder exactly what they were going through with each other and everything else but it doesn't make you feel good as a head coach I bet it that stuff still has to sit with him that stuff is still probably in the back of his mind um I have not listened to his new podcast maybe he talks about it but to have boosters come out and say they want him fired they're gonna try to find the money well they couldn't find cause to fire him. They were searching. Oh, he talks to his players a certain way. Well, every coach does. You can't sit there and fire him because he said a couple things. Unless it was like horribly, horrible, like the worst of the worst, the, the you know racist thing or whatever. That type of stuff, yeah, you could probably find some cause, but they couldn't. And then I think the big reason was, well, you just hired him. You have him for one year. You just fired Gus and you have to pay him all this money and now to fire the next guy a year later and pay him a lot of money the buyout of 15 18 million dollars I think is what it was that's hard to sell to boosters that's hard to sell to your fan base and one thing that's real funny to me is people have Auburn Auburn fans, it's good to hold yourself to a high standard. It's good to want your football program to be held to a high standard. But you also have to be realistic at times. Take it from me as an Illinois fan. I am not calling for Coach Brent Bielma to be fired after going 5-7. and seven. Why? Because the football program has been up and down. Five and seven to us is an upward trajectory. Year two, we lose to Indiana. I'm not calling for Brent Bielma to be fired. I understand that it takes time to build what you want in. But he wants to win now. And he's taking those proper steps to do so. I don't hear Indiana fans calling for Coach Allen to be fired when they've had their up and down. I uh, didn't hear people calling for Jimbo Fisher to be fired. Now, I think maybe he should be fired from being an offensive coordinator. Don't really recall people hearing him to be fired. Um, I don't remember 
maybe there was a little bit, but Kirby Smart to be fired when they weren't winning these championships until last year. Um, at the very beginning of Nick Saban's time at Alabama, I don't remember them calling for him to be fired. I don't remember Dabo Sweeney calling to be fired at the very beginning of his time. I don't remember Brian Kelly being rumored to be fired at the beginning of his time. And so you look at certain programs that call for these guys to be fired very early on and them taking over a program. You look at these programs that fire their coaches very soon after winning a championship if they don't win one in a year, year and a half time, like with Ed Ogeron at LSU. You look at those programs and then you look at how they're handling things and it makes you wonder who's calling the shots, what their thoughts are, what their motivation is, what their expectation is, but also what's realistic about them. But it's one thing when you work there, it's another thing for fans. And fans really hold Auburn to this high standard. And that's good. You want to be held that way. But as fans, you have to be realistic about your program. And I think fans of Auburn that grew up there has seen very good football. There has been very, very good football at Auburn during my lifetime. Very good football at Auburn. In the past, very good football at Auburn. They've beaten really good teams. They've won games, big-time games. But when you listen to people describe Auburn, again, I've said this so many times, they, they describe them as Nick Saban and Alabama. And I think that's part of where it comes from is that you have Alabama right there in the same state near you winning championship after championship over the since Nick Saban has gotten there. Now, in the past, they have as well. But right there. So part of it, I think, is that because I already know. Well, you're an Illinois fan. You know, Ohio State's right there. They're winning championships. Michigan's up there. They won championships. Indiana for basketball has won this. Yeah, probably so. And I do my very best to reel it in back to look at it from that perspective. My thing right now with Auburn is I liked Gus. I liked watching him at Auburn. I'm going to watch him at UCF. Do I sort of understand the firing to an extent of Gus? Maybe when you look at other programs and how those things go, maybe a little bit. Um, But I had a coach, I tweeted like, Auburn, do you miss Gus yet? And somebody tweeted at me, um, Coach Grayson, who's down here and said, the grass is greener where you water it. Which is true, it's not always greener on the other side. It's just green where you water it now. Gus beat, has beaten Alabama. He was the offensive coordinator for the championship that they won in 2010. Um, the standard is to win, to, to, to win a championship. Cool. But you also have to look at, okay, what's the alternative? Who are you going to get as the alternative? And I'm not saying Brian Harson's a bad coach. He did good things at Boise State. But what was the alternative? And I think they were just tired of Gus. They didn't they didn't like the recruiting, they didn't like this. But what's happening now? Um, 
but you're also not giving Brian Harson a chance. You're not giving him a chance. You gave Gus a chance. You know, here's the thing with these programs. Coach Chizik got there. He took over after Tommy Tuberville. He went, and now let's listen to, to Gene's, to Coach Chizik's records. His first year of taking over at Auburn, he was 8-5. and five. Then they went 14-0 and won the national championship in 2010. Then he goes 8-5 and five and 3-9, and nine, gets fired. The 3-9 and nine thing, I understand it's unacceptable, but you just want a championship. Ed went through the same thing. When you win a championship, that's the standard. But when you're looking at the teams they played against, pretty good teams. Then Gus takes over. They go 12-2, and two and they lose the national championship in 2013. Then goes 8 and 5, 7 and 6, 8 and 5, 10 and 4, 8 and 5, 9 and 4. Then he was 6 and 4, gets fired, and then his defensive coordinator takes over and goes 0 and 1. Brian Harson comes in, goes 6 and 7, 2 and 1. Where I, what I don't understand where these fans are coming from is you won a national championship in 2010. The last time you won a championship. Before that was in 1957. These are claimed national titles. Now there's unclaimed. 1913, 1983, 1999, um, apparently 2004. Um, but when you're talking about claimed um, national championships, you're looking at two. You're looking at two. And... Auburn has given coaches chances. Terry Bowden had a few years. Tommy Tupperville had a lot of years. They did at least give Coach Chiswick a few years. So they've given guys years. And you gave Gus a lot of years. I, I think they should have kept Gus and see what he done last year. Because you're looking at 6-4 and four being the worst record he had. And I think the years that he gave gives you a lot of leeway for that. But then you give Brian Harson go 6 and 7 his first year. And then the world's coming down. You have to give the guy time to build it up and you know what? He might build it up to not be a winning program. Nobody knows, but when you don't give him the time, you're never really going to know. Yeah, it's starting off rocky. But you're not giving him the opportunity to fix it. You're not giving him the opportunity to do better. You're not giving him the opportunity to try to do things better and to get it to where he wants it to be and be this big time winning program and you know try to get him back. But the way fans describe this program is they want to win a championship. Every team wants to win a championship. But they won it in that 2010, and then ever since then, it's, well, we're not winning, we're not winning. This must have been what it been like for Michigan when they won a championship and they haven't won one in a long time. It must be this way for Notre Dame when they won one and didn't win one for a long time. Maybe they went through these same bumps in the road. Sometimes you have to be realistic in that there's going to be times Auburn gets to the championship. There's times you're going to win nine games. Take the, We're going to talk about Nebraska in a second, but look at Nebraska. Bo Pelini got you 7-10 to 10 wins a year. And they were a few plays away from winning some games. Maybe eventually they get to the championship. Gus was that way. He's going to get you those wins. He's going to beat Alabama here and there. He's going to beat some big programs here and there. Then you get rid of him and you bring Brian Harson in. And now this is falling apart because of what's going on behind the scenes. So it makes me wonder... 
did Gus have to put up with some of this as well? What goes on behind the scenes? What goes on with these boosters? And you were all big on Brian Harson, and now you're not. So these people that are complaining about Brian Harson, these fans that describe Auburn as this championship, championship, championship year after year, every other year, every three-year program, you, sometimes you have to be realistic in what's going on and saying we are just a good program. Not average, we're a good program because they are, but they're not an elite program now. Because you got Clemson winning championships. Georgia won a championship. Ohio State wins championships. Alabama's winning championships. Do we see where we're going with it? USC has won more titles in this 2000 span than Auburn. Those type of things are going on when you're kind of, you're there. And it's not fair that you have to try to get through Georgia and Alabama and those teams. I understand that. But sometimes as fans, you have to be realistic and you have to give Brian Harson time and can't sit there and say, let's fire him after one year. Well, look at what's going on. Let him figure it out. If you're going to pay the $15, $18 million, you might as well pay him to try to do his job. But when you micromanage, you're calling for him to be fired. This is, and and then I said this on the College Football Week 3 reaction. Overreaction to that Penn State game. As soon as they lost, it was the way they lost, but they lost. People are said Brian Harson can't coach. He can't recruit. He's got horrible recruits. Didn't do anything in the transfer portal. I think he had more other things going on. Dealing with people, fans wanting him fired believing a lot of these reports that we're not involved with and everything else. It's good talking points for podcasts. It's a good thing to talk about in a sports bar. But when you don't give Brian Harson time, this is what's going to happen. These type of talks are going to happen. Grass isn't always green on the other side. Nebraska's figuring that out, which we're about to talk to literally in one minute. And Auburn's figuring out the grass maybe isn't always green on the other side. We had a good thing with Coach Malzahn that's done good things. He's going to do good things with UCF, and the grass is not always going on the other side. Maybe it's greener where you plant it, where you water it. So Auburn fans, sometimes be careful what you wish for and be careful what, you know, giving up a good thing. Um, to wrap up the episode, to reiterate, Nebraska is a dumpster fire right now. They are a complete dumpster fire. They lost last week. Or in college in week three to um, Oklahoma, big. Their interim head coach has made he's the new guy in charge, so he's technically the head coach. Have you ever seen an interim head coach fire somebody? Um, I don't know if I ever have. Um, but he fires defensive coordinator Eric Chinner. I hope I said his name right. Um, but he is fired. Um, Mickey Joseph, the interim head coach, he said he takes the blame for the loss, but then turns around and fires the defensive coordinator. I've never seen that before. I don't know if people out there have seen that. You take the blame, but then you turn around and you fire the defensive coordinator. Now the head coach does take blame. You know, the defense could play bad, but he's going to say it's his fault. 
But then when you fire the defensive coordinator, you're giving that impression that it's the defensive coordinator's fault. So this makes you wonder, did that person not like the defense coordinator to begin with? What's it really like in the coach's office? What does it really look like in the locker room? This isn't good. This isn't good. Because now you've practiced a defense all offseason in the summer, in fall camp, and then now you've done it for three weeks, four weeks since their week zero they played. Now you're going to make tweaks on defense, and you're going to ask these players to learn this. And maybe tweaks are good. We saw with Illinois and Coach Walters. They made some tweaks last year after the Virginia game, and it's just churned into a fantastic thing, and the defense has played much better. Maybe they think they make some changes on defense now that it will churn into this great thing, and it's very possible. But this is not good when you give up a lead to lose to Northwestern. Uh, Then you lose to Georgia Southern. You barely beat North Dakota. Scott Frost gets fired, which we were all anticipating, And then you have an interim coach. Then you get walloped by Oklahoma, which I don't know if people are shocked about. And if they are, why? Brent Venables is a good coach. There's good athletes there. They have a good offense. I don't see the big, oh my gosh. Well, maybe it's because people were so high on Nebraska thinking they're going to win seven, eight games, which I tried to tell people they weren't. You don't lose all these close games. And... Expect all of a sudden, just because you get a transfer from Texas, that things are just going to be better. It just doesn't happen. Now, if it's one year of those close games, cool. But when it's three, four years, you start to wonder, well, why? Is it a culture thing? Sometimes playing at your place and then going back to the coach doesn't work. Um, And I don't know why people thought Nebraska was just going to be this big turnaround. But now you have an interim head coach. I didn't know interim head football coaches could do that, but I guess they are the head coach for the remainder of the time, and so they can make these head coaching decisions. I didn't know that, where they could just fire their defensive coordinators. So this puts Nebraska in a real downward spiral, and I told people at the beginning of the year and the offseason, this was not good. People were really high on Nebraska, and I tried to tell you looking at it, you, you fire offense coordinator, you're firing this coach. Scott Frost was the one calling the plays, but he blamed someone else and fired somebody else, bring some guys in. The only way this works is if they won their first three games, and they didn't. So I tried to tell people that this is going to be a downward spiral for Nebraska. So now firing a defense coordinator doesn't help. It doesn't get easier from here on out on your schedule. Um, Nebraska, be careful. The question now is who's going to become the head coach? Well, if this interim head coach doesn't win games, he won't get it. Um, people are calling for Urban Meyer to become the head football coach. I don't like that either because of how it ended with the Jaguars. I understand why people want him. I don't think he'll take it because he doesn't want to go coach against Ohio State, who he loves through and through. Um, so the question becomes looking outside of Urban Meyer. I don't know who would want to take this job. Somebody's going to, obviously. Um, it, you know, it's the curse of Bo Pelini. Um, but Nebraska is in a downworld spiral. Firing the defense coordinator is not going to go well. Um, because you could have worked with them and made tweaks and done this and done that instead of firing them. But so that kind of worries me about what's going on in that locker room and what's going on with the coaching staff. That does send some worries to you, but, um, Nebraska is in a downworld spiral and then Auburn is slowly going to start unraveling too.
because they're not giving Brian Harson time the way that he needs to. Um, that wraps up this episode. Make sure you follow me at Coach underscore Steve72 on Twitter. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, you know, follow, rate it on Apple iTunes. Leave a comment in the comment section down below. Check out all the affiliates in the description below. Um, thank you guys so much for watching and or listening. And we will see you next time. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.